Welcome to the AFR Podcast. It is Sunday, the 7th of May, 2023. A tale of two draws. Steve, I think for the first time that as long as I can remember, we actually had two draws in the original league this week. That is that I, I can't imagine that has ever happened before. Two draws. I, I don't think it's ever happened. That seems very, very odd. It's <laughs> almost rare enough to have two draws in a season, let alone in the same week. Same in the same week. That is really strange. Yep. You got yeah. me you don't know this figure, this stat off the top of your head? Normally, you'd be able to go like in two thousand and seven, round four. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm pretty sure that if it had ever happened before, I would remember it. But I'm pretty sure it has not happened, so that's that's what I'm going with. <laughs> oh. So uh, yeah, so it was quite amazing. The um, I, I, to be honest, I wasn't even looking at the other, the second game, obviously, <laughs> um, because the first game I was had vested interest in. But um, I almost wish I had now because there was um, a few few players there. Anyway, let's we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let's start off with the with the original league, and we'll get to the the, the two uh, the two um, the two ties. All right. First up, we had the Dingoes versus the Chargers. Um, this was one of the draws. It was one forty two apiece, and needless to say, you and I were texting each other the whole way through. <laughs> Um, with me going, Nick Dacos handball, Nick Dacos handball, Nick Dacos handball. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was from from a Dingo's perspective, um, Dacos down on his average, but still picked up 25. Um, Noah Anderson got 16 at midfield. Uh, Nick Blakely, Blakey was outstanding for you, getting 10 and a half at back. Um, and also your forward line kicked off a little bit this week, Steve. Mitch Lewis was back and obviously Ben King getting 12. For the Chargers... Um, Jesse Hogan picking up 24 was pretty good. Jai Amos, good to see a little bit of talent starting to come through, particularly um, Tabernar's out, so he's getting some really good game time. Picked up 19 at forward. Um, Liam Duggan was also the outstanding one for me, getting 16.5. It was a, a strange week, mate. It was, it was a very strange game, this one. The Dingoes just seemed to be determined not to win. It's like lots of players just being, as I said to you, just kind of meh. Like none of them utterly awful, but none of them really that good. I, I'm curious to see what your votes are for this one, to be honest, because I'm like, and then and then the charges would seem to like just really all over the place. Like just some people suddenly having great games from nowhere when they looked like they were having a bad game, and and oh man, like and in the end for it to come down as a tie just seems. Very unsat, like very unsatisfying. It just, well, though, I don't know. I guess maybe just, well, it just felt like neither team really wanted to win, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, commissioner votes to go three to Duggan, two to Amos, and one to Blakey. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I was looking at my team and I'm like, I don't feel like any, like maybe Blakey was above average. And that was it. Like literally, <laughs> nobody else was above their average. Yep. So it, it's um. Trelaw's yeah. gone for a little while. Is that going to be a bit of a bit of hole for you? Uh, Liberatory will be straight in there, and, and that's the ah. thing about having Liberatory is who's going to pick up the slack in the Bulldogs? Liberatory. <laughs> so yeah, I think it was even it was one of those things where I'm like, man, uh, if I'd only known Trelaw was getting injured, which you know, heck, that might might have been a reason I drafted Liberatory, stinking Trelaw with his injuries. Anyway, um, but you know, like, like I think Liberatory was looking like definitely playing second fiddle to Trelaw most of the game, and then the moment he got injured, off went Liberatory, and I think he ended up finishing with more handballs than Trelaw, which. Mm -hmm. Yeah, funny I'd played Liberatory in the first place. I could have won that game, but oh well. <laughs> oh. Uh, the next game was the Heroes versus the Wildcards. Wildcards got up here 191 to the Heroes 159. Some huge scores here for the Wildcards. Um, Brody Majacek getting his first bag of five ever, getting 31 points at forward. Tom Green getting 38 at, um, at centre. Jack Siebel, 30 at midfield. It's just nuts. Um, the rest of them did quite well as well. Um, Zach Merritt didn't getting 16, but at midfield. But that those first four were in, um, with Oscar Allen also doing quite well, getting 31. 
was outstanding. Um, for the heroes, look, not a bad score putting up a one one sixty. Um, Lockie Whitfield got nineteen at um, key back, um, and Will, William Drew getting um, sixteen at tagger. But the rest were all very very serviceable. Yeah, the heroes, they're all Carlton forward line. Wow. I mean, it's, this, we, this is a wonderfully poetic moment because obviously McKay and Oscar Allen were traded for each other. Um, and uh, I think we gave uh, we gave the Wildcats a bit of a hard time last week, I believe, because Oscar Allen, or the difference, I think would have cost uh, the Wildcats the game last week. But uh, this week, 32-point uh, win to the Wildcats. If you swap Oscar Allen and Harry McKay around, guess what? Heroes win. So, uh, so uh, shoes on the other foot this week, I'm afraid, Hodgie. Um, yeah, Oscar Allen definitely would have uh, won the game for the Heroes this week. But this this just continues the strange pattern of the Heroes struggling against top teams. Last year it was the Blue Flames and uh, Natas that they, you know, they seemed to smash everybody else, couldn't beat those two. And now this year the Heroes have lost to the Wildcards, they've lost to the Dingoes, um, uh, I don't get it. I don't know why it seems to happen. You'll watch next week. Here is we're playing some average team and they'll absolutely maul them. And But uh, no, Wildcards, fantastic win. And uh, we know that they're a really good team. So it was fascinating to see this matchup, especially given the key forward swap. And in the end, it was decisive. So I bet uh, Damo's feeling tickled pink right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of the commission of votes, hard to go past Zeeble with three. Tom Green with four, uh, with two, and Brody Majek with the one. And uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I haven't heard any comments from Cam about Oscar Allen versus Harry McKay lately. Have you? No. No. no? I've no. heard. I saw a few comments from him today, but not about that. <laughs> Left that um, alone. <laughs> Uh, Blue Flames versus the Scorpions was the next one. Um, Scorpions got up here, 157.5 to the Blue Flames, 139. Um, Scorpions were just too strong. Tim English getting 20 at Ruck was outstanding. Charlie Cameron, 25 at forward. Um, but also Bontempelli at Tagger getting 14 was also very serviceable as well. His centres and mids weren't, uh, weren't letting, um, setting the house on fire, but the rest did enough. Um, for the Blue Flames, Jeremy Cameron got 25 at key forward. Um, Shannon Hearn getting 15 at at, um, at midfield, but his best player was probably Doherty getting 18 at midfield. Yeah, this is a funny one because the Scorpions ended up winning this pretty comfortably. But the funny thing is, if you if you if you'd swapped Laird and Bontempelli around, I think Bontempelli had 32 possessions, uh, which would have been 11 better than what Laird got at 21. But Laird had 14 tackles. Jeez. So uh, if you'd swap those two around, I think he would have scored about, man, a lot. So uh, so um, I'll be interested to see how the Scorpions handle their lineup this week. This is a massive win for the Scorpions. And another, this is um, loss number six in a row for the Blue Fames. So... Uh, it's um, the the uh, hangover is well and truly kicked in now for them. They like uh, uh, Lockie Neal and uh, Jeremy Cameron, uh, Cripps, Hearn, Doherty, all those players are coming from last year that obviously led the Blue Flames to that title. It's just not happening this year. I don't know what's going on, but it's um, they, they're just going going south. And the Scorpions, big win to just keep them in with a sniff. They know they've got a, a what should be theoretically an easy matchup next week. So finals are back on. Blue Flames are in the same boat, though. So these are bottom teams still hoping for a bit of a sniff. Yep. Yep. Yeah, big big result for Scorpions. Uh, in terms of the commission of votes, I gave three to English, two to Cameron, and one to Doherty. That was Charlie Cameron, right? Char <laughs> yeah, Char Charlie Cameron with... Um... Oh, so yeah, there's two Camerons. Yeah, Charlie Cameron with, um, with the two votes. Yeah. Um, the next one was the other draw we had, the Titans up against the Bucks, 145.5 each. Um, some huge scores here. Um, we'll start with the Titans. Um, fairly solid across the board, to be completely honest. I mean, Ryan Burton did quite well, getting 17 at midfield. Sam Walsh, 28 at centre. Um, Callum Wilkie getting 12 at um, out back. But his probably standout player for the Titans was 19. Sorry, was Riley O'Brien getting 19? For the Bucks, 
Some big scores and some down scores. Um, Darcy Parrish getting 37 touches at centre. Luke Ryan getting 18 at key back was outstanding. Um, Nick Larkey also getting 24 at forward. But um, who would feel like this got robbed? Like I, I'm trying to look at the, both the teams thinking who would think that they should have won it? You'd argue the Bucks probably should have won it, but the, the downs were... Cunnington got subbed. Yeah, I know that much. The point out here. Yeah. So Cunnington had six handballs like by half time, I think, and then he, I don't know what happened. Like I think Clarkson has done that with Cunnington before, and I don't know what it's about, but Cunnington sometimes just yeah, gets, yeah, just gets subbed. Um, it's it's like he's got a itchy trigger finger on that one, and if Cunnington's not having a good day, he's out. So. Uh, it's going to make it hard for the Bucks and the convicts in the other league uh, because I think Cunnington's was, you know, I think this has happened a couple of times now. So uh, they may have to find a more reliable rover or at least a, a rover that the coach actually trusts because uh, that's, that, that is what really hurt the Bucks this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Josh Dacos probably was a little bit down as well. Bailey Fritch, he's normally like dead eyes. So every him three points and no goals. That is odd. Um, so you do feel like, the Titans might have uh, pulled a bit of a swifty here. Um, but, you know, we know the Titans. They've got quality. They've just got a few funny little holes in their lineup. And uh, But, but you know, both these teams, uh, it's interesting that they draw. I think they're both in right in the top five but can't seem to break into that top three at the moment. But both of them, you know, they're just not quite ever hitting full stride. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, teams like, um, well, all those ones we were just talking about, the Scorpions and the Blue Flames and, Potentially even uh, one of the teams in the next uh, matchup to uh, find a way to make some inroads and see if they can break into that top five. Titans and the Bucks probably left the door a little bit open here by with this draw. Yeah. Um, in terms of the commission of votes, it goes three to Darcy Parrish, two to Luke Ryan, and one to Ollie Wines. Um, the next game, it was Natas versus the Dozers. The Dozers got up here, 146.5. Two Natas, 112.5. Um, for the Dozers, Harry Shizzle getting 30 at centre was outstanding, but Goulden getting 32 at midfield um, was just incredible. Um, Jack Higgins did okay, getting 14 at, at forward as well. Um, for the Adulterers, um, Sean Darcy got thir- 19 sorry, at, at Ruck, um, and Tom Hawkins had a quiet game only getting the 12 at forward. Um, I logged on. Cam's currently travelling around WA. I think he's on his way back today. But um, I met, sent him a message screenshot just before, about an hour before you did, Steve. I sent that message out to our, our group. But basically, I'll just say, hey, Cam, um, Triple M are reporting that uh, Tom Green's feeling sore and he may not be playing. And he's like, you tell me this now after all my forwards have played? And I'm like, well... Mate, I didn't. I'm just sending you the screenshot. <laughs> I'm not. It wasn't some as much as I wanted the dozers to win this purely because from the ladder positions, but it had that had nothing to do with this. Is that I just checked the check Facebook and saw it there, and I thought, oh, I should let uh, should let um, Cam know. But I don't think Toby Green getting his average would have even got them over the dozers anyway. No, it wouldn't have. Uh... Wouldn't have been any help in this result, but uh, as we'll see later, it uh, was pretty pivotal in another. Um, yep. Man, the Dozers, this this is the second time this year they've done this. They've just exploded um, for a week, and then they're just utterly awful the rest of the time. Um, yeah, but when you put up 171 with no ruck and a key forward that didn't even have a scoring shot, um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a strange one, isn't it? But, man, the adulterers are just – they are – They've just been trashed with injuries, like, honestly. Like, Jake Lloyd at centre, no forward. Um, you know, Brandon Ellis being pushed into midfield duties. It's, it's just brutal. Like, yep. they, we have the, the – I mean, there's obviously quality in that lineup there, but it's just stretched way too thin. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough seeing a team that probably should be in the top five um, just crueled. Yeah. Like, you know, we've been we talk about it. The Blue Flames happening all the time, but yeah, Natas definitely are in that boat right now. Well, they literally had no fit player to replace Toby Green with. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, it was the second game of the game of the the round, and they literally had no one to replace. Like not even a, I'll just put such and such in there, even if he gets a point. Literally That's had it. no one to replace Toby Green. Yeah. Um, 
in terms of the commissioner votes with this one, man, I gave Gordon three, Darcy two, and Shizzle one. Sounds fair me. Alrighty, let's have a look at the ladder. Um, two games, well, one, only one more game out now from the uh, mid-season draft, but the Dingoes are on top with six wins, one loss, one draw. Um, so 26 points. Then we have the Wildcards on six wins, two losses. Titans are in third on five, two, and one. Heroes, I've just dawned on me that I'm going to have to be saying that one now for that for the rest of the year, and it's going to annoy me. Um, the Heroes are in fourth on five and three. The Bucks are in fifth on four, three, and one. Damn that one. Um, Natas are in sixth on five, uh, three and five. Um, Surrey Scorpions are in seventh on three and five. Captain's Chargers are in eighth um, on two, five, and one. Blue Flames are in ninth, two and six, and the Dozers also are two and six. Yep, so guaranteed then, um, no matter what happens next week, the two grand finalists from last year not in the top five. Yep. As, uh, the Bucks are a good game and a half clear now of Natas, which, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's an interesting um, it's an interesting ladder at the moment. Um, it, it does feel like there's a bit of a gulf between the top five and the rest. That uh, Natas, the Scorpions, I mean, there will be some opportunities for them to win some games and catch up at the moment. But, uh, yeah, but it's um, it's getting tough, getting tough for that bottom half to keep chasing. Yeah, that it is. All righty, let's jump across to the Super League. Of course, Dave has already done the commission of votes, which thank you very much, Dave. All right, well, first game was the Thylacines versus the Sons of God. Close game here, mate. But Thylacines got up 158.5 to the Sons of God, 145. Thylacines, um, Goulden getting 32 at midfield, as we've spoken about. Andrew Brayshaw getting 16 at Tagger. Darcy Moore, 15.5 at Keyback. McInerney getting 14.5 at Ruck was also pretty good. For the Sons of God, um, what are we? Um, Sam Walsh getting 28 at centre. Doherty getting 18 at midfield. Ollie Wines getting 16 at Rover. Uh, in terms of the commissioner votes, I didn't mention Blakey, but Blakey got some votes. He got 10.5 at back. Uh, Gordon got three. Andrew Brayshaw got two. And Blakey got one. Wow, all thylacines. This was a massive, massive game to me. Like, uh, And I fully emotionally prepared Zach for the reality that he was going to get his butt whooped um, this weekend because <laughs> I really thought, sons of God, they had they maybe started a little slow, but they had really just ramped it up and uh we're on a big roll here at this point i thought and i thought the thylacines man they've been ducking and weaving and winning games they shouldn't have and i just thought there's no way this week this is you know it's just no way this yep. has been the way the thylacines finally get their comeuppance and uh lo and behold um well this honestly the sons of god looked like they had it in hand most of the weekend and then suddenly a few things went wrong and it sort of ended up on a bit of a knife edge and then golden just went ballistic and it was uh just took it something that was going to be a really close game and turned it into an absolute cakewalk which um wow i guess you know that's why he went number one in the preseason draft that was that's the win when you uh, take take a player that helps you beat the sons of god like that that's that'd be it that's it all right next one was the atoms versus the convicts atoms got up here 156 to the convicts 145.5 noah anderson 37 at center for the atoms was outstanding darcy Parrish 24 at rover sean darcy 19 at ruck jesse hogan 24 at key forward was also pretty good for the convicts josh dunkley 26 at tagger that is nuts um Zach Butters getting 28 at centre um, and Tim English getting 20 at ruck. In terms of the commissioner votes, I actually think Josh Dunkley got ripped off with this one. Um, Noah Anderson got the three, 37 touches, but Dunkley 26 at um, at Tagger and Darcy Parrish got the one. Talk about some high scores and trying to – I'm glad Dave had to pick the one, two, three on that one, not me. Yeah, that's that's a massive game. And this is a, obviously the Adams had lost three in a row, despite you know cracking, I think one seventy nine and a one eighty yep. within those three weeks. So uh, he, the Adams have been feeling a little bit hard done by, and uh, and coming up against the 
overachieving convicts. Uh, I was like, well, they, they re Adams really need to win this one. And most of the weekend, the convicts looked again to have it in hand. And then well, uh, I, the thing that I've obviously, sorry to cut you off, the thing that I, I think we we're talking about Cunnington getting subbed out, but also Jordan Ridley went down in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. Was it like that's? It looked like the convicts were going to be okay, and then when Ridley went yep. down, um, that that swung it right back. So I was like, nah. I think well, and especially at the at the same time to see Darcy Parish just going off um, when, yep. when Ridley goes down. That was because Darcy Parish obviously is a you know twenty four handballs. That was huge uh, on the back of you know Noah. Like man, you'd think losing Took Miller should hurt, but. Um, the Adams have just been able to throw Noah Anderson into center and he's and just beautiful. Just keep going. Yep. Um, and apparently Max King is back next week. So the Adams are like, giddy up, here we go. So um, that's a big win for the Adams. It keeps them right in the mix. Um, and the convicts, yeah, they're, they're doing okay. So they could probably handle this one. But, yeah, they're a bit, a bit fortunate with the Cunnington sub and the Ridley injury. Um, but uh, some pretty good performances from the Adams too. Indeed. All right. Next one was the Flushing Phoenixes up against the Farmtons. 178 to 170. The Phoenixes get up. Um, some big scores here from the Phoenixes. Charlie Cameron getting 25 at forward. Um, Jack McRae getting 29 at centre. Hayden Young getting 17 at mid. Um, the back line really pulled it through here. Andrew McGrath getting 15 at back. And Miles Bergman, who I don't even know who the heck that is, getting 14.5 at key back. Riley O'Brien getting 19 at ruck. For the Farmptons, look, they did all right. It was just their back line was just a little bit down. Um, Norton getting 23 at key forward. He's got Jay Amos as well getting 19 at forward. you got Josh Kelly getting 34 at centre. Um, Pitnick getting 24 at ruck, which is just insane. But his back line of Hearn and Andrews probably let him down. Well, not let him down, but cause was the difference in this game. Um, in terms of the commission of votes, Charlie Cameron got three, Pitnick got two, and McGrath got one. Yeah, um, this was the big surprise packet for me. Although, because uh, like this obviously was the trifecta, all three of the Watson kids salute in the same week. And I honestly went into the weekend telling all three of them, I, I'm not too sure, guys. I think you'd be lucky if any of you can win this week. And uh, and man, they pulled it out. So I was um, pretty ecstatic today for them, um, particularly for Elise, though, because man, it's been a painful, painful time for the Phoenixes this year with the midfield and the back line, which are just never, just seems like they never work. And so to see Hayden Young actually play in midfield and deliver, and yes, I, I did have some people think, I, I was thinking to myself, Playing Miles Bergman at key back, are people going to think that I'm trying to tank here? Because because <laughs> does anyone know who he is? But he's actually been playing really well for Port, like sort of in this kind of wing half back role. And he keeps getting marks and rebounds and um, he's been pretty consistent. I sort of, I, I could have played him last week for Elise and, uh, or at least I, I sort of, I talked her out of it more or less because I'm like, I know he looks like he's got the scores, but I just don't know. He, I, I, yeah, anyway, and then man, McGrath, Wow. 10 rebounds from Andrew McGrath. That is, uh, well, that was what tipped it. I thought the Phantoms were still going to, because the Phantoms played fantastic this week, but and then second best score of the round, and they just happened to run into the Phoenixes, and the Phantoms have been so good lately. So, that, But the Phoenixes, and Elise is just ecstatic to be, you know, getting a win, and yeah. so she's not, not interested in that mid-season draft at all. She's way past her bedtime. So, uh, you know, she's just all about the wins. And ecstatic this week. So I'm, I'm sure the McGrath increase it came off the back of Ridley going down as well. So that, well, yeah, that probably helps. Yes, certainly helped. But no, all you have to do is name them and hope they put come through. Um, the next game was Nexus up against the Brawlers. Brawlers got up here 147 to Nexus's 132.5. For Bill, um, Oscar Allen got 31 at key forward. Um, but the, the rest of his team, Ryan Burton got 10.5, but the rest of his team was really just solid. Jared Witt's getting 17.5 at Ruck, um, but everyone else getting their, their double figures and their, their low scores to, to get him up there. For Nexus, it was sort of up and down. Uh, Jeremy Cameron got 25 at, at key forward. Uh, Lockie, Lachlan Ash getting um, 20 at mid. Luke Ryan getting 18 at key back, but there's a lot of single figures um, floating around that score as well. In terms of the commissioner votes, Oscar Allen got three, Jeremy Cameron got two, 
and Lockie Ash got one. Here's another another owner who did not play red at led a tagger and probably wishes they had. I think because I think Connor Rosie had a pretty good Rover game too. So <laughs> Nexus will be kicking themselves with that when they see those uh, stats. But man, Nexus, uh, man, sometimes they look amazing and sometimes they just look like some sort of weird Frankenstein patched together mess. And the Brawlers are not a team they should be losing to if Nexus is going to be legit, you know, top three team. And the Brawlers just keep winning. And there's another, it's going to be another little footnote there in Cameron Baker's experience of Oscar Allen that he's not going to want to remember. Um, <laughs> so, but man, Brawlers, uh, you know, that rebuild's going okay. Yeah. Not bad, Bill. Slowly getting there. Nice one, Bill. <laughs> uh, the next game and the final one was the Marvels up against the Warriors. Not good for the Warriors. Marvel's way too strong. 169.5 to the Major Warriors, 111.5. Um, for the McAvanian Marvels, we had Shy Bolton getting 20 at forward, um, Sierra getting 33 at centre, Jordan Dawson getting 18 mid, Tom Green getting 18 tagger, um, and Jake Lloyd getting 16 at key back. Um, some pretty good scores there. And George Hewitt, um, been ever consistent last few weeks, getting 17 at Rover. Um, for the Warriors, really, I don't even know if I... Oh, Clayton Oliver, 16 at, at Rover. But other than that, he was pretty much the only player that you can really give any kudos to. As you, I think you mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Steve, the fact that he's having to name Fergus Green at forward consistently sort of sends a bit of a shiver through your body. In terms of the commissioner votes, Sierra got three, Tom Green got two, and Shy Bolton got one. Yeah, you just want to say, like... What's like this, this? You're already like multiple games in last place. You don't need to keep playing Fergus Green, Major Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Play somebody who's actually going to kick a goal. Oh my goodness! I we actually we we built this up, mate. We really thought the Warriors were going to finally, you know, break the the duck and get a win here. And man, Dave Matheson put us back in our place pretty quickly. Uh, I, we know the Marvels can do this. Um, they just are not doing it even remotely consistently. And so it's a bit of a sad one here for these two because I feel like the Marvels just uh, they lovely, lovely win, but no, they're not going to even register on the, oh, maybe a finals chance now? Yeah, no. Nah. So <laughs> sorry, but um, we've been way too inconsistent. And the Warriors, I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, like, there's people like Bailey Smith who are on, surely the Warriors could pull a trade for it. some kind of remote decent forward like i'm just looking at who else they've got like um petrarch is their next best for, forward but they've all got jack ginnivan could have played ginnivan well he was he'll he bob up for at least a goal and i think he did but um but he yep. was a sub he was so you're not really going to do that are you so, um and philthorpe yeah well you'd think uh, philthorpe's not doing much either but no. i don't know i just feel like they should be trading i mean like they, they've got the number one pick they're going to get probably a forward in that they have Josh Brewster sitting on the thing as well, but he's gone for another three, four weeks, two, yeah. three weeks. Yeah, just, I don't know. Just brutal. It uh, is. <laughs> it is. All right, let's jump across, have a look at their ladder. Uh, thylacines are on top, seven and one. Oh, there's no draws. Giddy up. Um, seven <laughs> and one. Um, <laughs> um, in second, we've got the Brawlers on six and two. Third, we've got the Sons of God, five and three, as well as the Convicts, five and three. Nexus uh, in fifth, four and four. Mighty Adams just outside, also on four and four. Um, Farmtons in seventh, three and five. Phoenixes in eighth, three and five. Marvels on three and five in ninth. And the Major Warriors are yet to get a, a one in the win column. So there's zero and eight. Yeah, it is a strange ladder when you think about, you know, the Nexus and the Mighty Adams kind of in the middle there in fifth and sixth are like the second and third best scorers behind the Sons of God, which nobody would be surprised by. But then like, but even like the Brawlers, I mean, they're, they've only got like 20 something points more than the Marvels are in ninth. And yet somehow the Brawlers are in second. Yep. It's a strange ladder. And then the thylacines, we, we know, I mean, they've been good. They've been consistent, but they haven't been that amazing. Like they haven't, they haven't got a top score yet. It's actually weird looking at the top scores. There's like three teams that have got top scored twice. Yeah. Sons of God, Nexus. There you go with that. And then the Phoenixes. What? Yep. The what? <laughs> so it's 
there's some strange stuff going on this year, mate. I don't get it. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's jump across. We have, before we get to the big one, we have a champ, uh, AFR Cup this weekend coming up. Coming up? No, we don't. No, we don't, do we? Yes, oh, we do. Yeah, yes, we are nine. Yeah, we do. Let's do that one first before we have a look at the um, the CL. So AFR Cup, we have um, Blue Flames up against the Wild Cards and Farmtoms up against the Sons of God. Who will go through there, buddy? Uh, you'd think the Sons of God and the Wild Cards would be, although the Farmtoms have been in really good form, so Sons yep. of God have got to watch themselves. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I can't see the Blue Flames getting anywhere near the Wild Cards. Yeah, same for me. And then we have Natas versus the Scorpions. Well, that'll be a big one. And the Titans up against the Convicts. The, this is interesting games here because obviously Natas has got such injury problems at the moment that, I mean, and the Scorpions have actually, you know, they've been on the improve. Mm-hmm. It's you know, Natas will definitely be worried here unless they can get some players back. They're they're a big danger of being knocked out of that in that quarterfinal. And the Titans and Convicts really could go anywhere. They're two teams that continue to overachieve in both leagues. Looking good. Uh, I would still lean towards the Convicts, but Ooh, okay. not, not not without too much conviction. I could maybe just slightly Convict lean over there, but that's about all. Yep. Yep. I think you're pretty much on the money with both of those. So, yeah, so they play this week in the quarterfinals. Of course, the, the semifinals, not for a fair while yet. It's just as actually come trade deadline, which is around 14. All righty, let's jump back and have a look at the, the Champions League, mate. We had a Champions League go off this week, and boy, did it go off. It is the end of the group stages, and we had some interesting results, to say the least, in a couple of these ones. Um, I think last time we were talking, there were a couple of teams which are already, it's sort of like the groups are already done, dusted. It's a matter of who's going to finish where. And there's a couple which uh, left it to the last minute, let's say. All right, let's have a look at Group A. We've got, um, so the Dozers were up against the Blue Flames and the Dozers got up there and the Phoenixes were up against Nexus and Phoenixes won. So how did this group end? We had the Blue, sorry, we had Nexus on top followed by the Blue Flames, so they both go through. Phoenixes were just outside the end with 12 points, and the Dozers finished on four. So this would be actually, I mean, not that obviously this is actually true, but this would be like one of those classic kind of final dead rubber kind of Group A games where the bottom two teams win because the top two teams are playing their B teams because they don't even care anymore. Because That's what it felt like, because like suddenly the Dozers, after not winning a game all group, suddenly rose up and beat the Blue Flames this week. Mm-hmm. would have been incredible shock to anybody who uh, <laughs> was sex- and then and then obviously the fly- flashing phoenixes destroyed nexus and in the end i mean like the flashing phoenixes have ended up finishing with more points for than the blue flames and within qe of nexus yep um which just i mean like it may- makes me uh, cringe because i'm like you know only last round the flashing phoenixes barely went down to the Blue Flames by six points, and it felt like it didn't really matter because there was no chance of the Dozers beating the Blue Flames in the last round or of the Phoenixes beating Nexus in the last round. So it didn't really matter. But now I'm like, oh, my gosh, they Phoenixes and Dozers actually won in the last round. That that small, tiny loss last week that Elise had cost her a spot. Which yep. And she lost by four, four, four points? Five points. Five points in round two as well. Two, yep. So both times against the Blue Flames. Yeah. Couldn't quite get the job done. And but uh, and now, well, it's good for the Blue Flames in the sense that, like, you know, they've actually got a, you know, maybe a week or two to try and get some fitness back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nexus, we know, is pretty good. So, yeah. Uh, so probably, the, you know, it's not like the two teams that got through weren't deserving, but the Phoenix no, showed, actually showed they could mix it with them, which is surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in Group B, we had the Brawlers up against the Convicts and the Brawlers got up there. And then we had the Wildcards up against the Heroes and the Wildcards just basically just went, yeah, I'm, well, Wildcards were like, I'm here to play and I'm going to show you who is boss. In terms of the latter, Heroes finished on top with 20 points. Wildcards were on 16 in second, so they both go through to the next next phase. Um, but the Brawlers ended up with eight points in third and the Convicts on finished with four points in fourth 
yeah, obviously we, we thought this was the group of death, but the heroes and wildcards have been on another level. Yeah. Um, and, and the brawlers and convicts just in the end, despite the fact the brawlers and convicts, you know, when you look at the premiership, they look pretty darn good in the super league, but, but the heroes and wildcards have been close to the best two teams period. Like I would say both of them playing better than, you know, the top scoring sons of God in the original league is in the super league as well. So, so it's not surprising they dominated and are through and probably nobody wants to be in their group, but they're now split into different groups. So I guess I would I would expect to see them both go through to the semis the way they're playing. Yeah, yeah it's going to be hard to beat them. Group C, we had the Chargers up against Natas and the Chargers got up there and then the Farmtons up against the Atoms and the Farmtons got up there. So how did this end? Chargers on top, 16 points. Here and the Atoms in second on 12 points so they those two teams go through followed by natas sitting on 12 points in third and then the farmtons on eight points in fourth uh has to be close to one of the most stunning final round reversals in all of champions league memory to be honest the idea that the two-time defending champion who was clearly the top scoring team on top of the group Going into the last round against the you know one of the lowest scoring teams in the league, and somehow basically due to injuries, nothing else has uh, have just collapsed, and the Chargers have got the win that we know. Chargers all the Chargers need to do is get one win in the last two rounds, and we sort of threw that at them and didn't really think the Chargers would have a chance. But the Natas adulterers crumbled. The Chargers got their win, and then the Atoms almost almost missed out because they lost to the Phantoms, the bone team as well. But incredibly, again, because Natasa's injuries were so bad, like the uh, Adams needed to outscore Adulterers by 32 points to actually overcome them in the points four column. And they did it yep. uh, to, to pip Natas and, uh, and finish second. And that is the end of the title defense. Natas is out. It's yep. hard to believe. Hard to believe. Needless to say, Cam wasn't too impressed. It's uh, oh, a gut punch. Like uh, it's it's yeah. brutal. Um, yeah, but uh, I guess you know eventually injuries will get you if you get enough of them. Caught up. Yep. Group D, we had the Marvels up against the Sons of God, and the Marvels got up there. And then we had the Scorpions up against the Titans in a close one. The Scorpions got up there. So how did this end up? This was a close one. We had the Scorpions sitting on 16 points with a back of seven. I'm going to do the backs in this one, a back of 74. Then we had the Titans in second with 12 points with a back of 60.5. Then we had the Marvels in third on 12 points with a back of 69.5. And then I still can't believe the Sons of God, the highest scoring team in this group, finished with eight points. Nine points in, or nine and a half points in between the Titans and the Marvels. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> still, it's, it's, it, I mean, what a finish to this group as well. I mean, we... All, all uh, this this uh, this year, we've been looking at the Sons of God, going, "Well, they are so clearly the best team in this group." And even when they were like, you know, one and three, we thought, "Well, it's okay. They'll just win their last two rounds, and they'll their points four will get them through. It'll be fine." And yep. that and that would have been true. They would have been fine. Um, but uh, they've somehow managed to run into that Marvel's explosion. And they didn't turn up this week, the Sons of God. Um, you know, got their pants pulled down by the Thylacines. And the Marvels got them here, and it's cost them. Um, and then, sadly for the Marvels, despite their big explosion, they couldn't quite catch the Titans. And so they didn't didn't do anything for them either. And the Titans have managed to sneak through despite losing to the Scorpions. And those Scorpions who, again, nowhere near even the top five of the Premiership somehow have managed to... You know, I, I'm in disbelief that the, you know, Chargers and Scorpions have managed to win those groups. It is <laughs> both, both both as the lowest scoring teams in the group yep. and, and yet have won their groups, which just leave you scratching your head. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> just unbelievable. Yeah. All right, so we don't have Champions League this week, um, but the groups, how they're going to look, we're in, starting in round 10, we have Group 1. It is Nexus 
wildcards, Chargers, and Titans. What do you reckon about this one? Uh, it should be Nexus wildcards. I think the Chargers and Titans are going to probably find themselves a little bit out of their depth. The weird thing I've noticed is that there's eight teams through to uh, Phase 2 here. Only two Super League teams got through. I don't know if mm. you noticed. Six, six original league teams. So, um, yeah. And, <laughs> and um, I, I, yeah, that's just really weird, I think. But, but yeah, I, I, uh, I think the two... Nexus and Wildcards, you'd think, would definitely be the favourites here. Yep. Uh, the next group, Group 2, we have the Blue Flames, the Heroes, the Adams, and the Scorpions. Well, I'm leaning towards Heroes and Adams here. Like, Heroes okay. are obviously been in the top team in the Champions League so far. So the Adams, I just feel like Blue Flames and Scorpions have both been, well, Blue Flames are in a mighty hole at the moment, and the Scorpions are, have been good but haven't really been you know, at full, you know, really full throttle. It, Scorpions would really need to turn around their season and get some consistency to be able to, you know, pull this off. Like the Adams have been a better team. They've been one of the top three teams in terms of scoring in the Super League, and they're about to get Max King back. So I feel like the Adams are just ready to, yeah, ready to rock. So that so it's interesting that I would predict then that even though only two Super League teams got through. I think they probably both should get through to the semis because they, you know, Nexus and the Adams are pretty, pretty darn good teams. So, whereas, uh, yeah, it should be the Heroes and the Wildcards, the other ones. That's that would make for a pretty interesting semis, I think. I think so. I think so. All right, buddy. Let's jump across, have a look at what's going to happen this week. Uh, we'll start with the Super League round nine. It is the Marvels up against the Thylacines. Um, well, well I've seen for me on current form. <laughs> the, the, the Marvels just ended their, uh, you know, uh, five match losing streak with a weird win over the Warriors. Um, but it just seems like whoever plays the Thylacines just has a bad week. So it doesn't matter how they're playing. So it seems like I'm just going to pick the Thylacines. Um, I feel Fair like point. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And I, I don't trust the Marvels' consistency. And even though the Thylacines, don't seem to have much firepower. They seem to always get the wins, so that seems for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we have Nexus up against the Atoms. Oh, fascinating game here. Two, four, and four teams who are the second and third highest scoring teams at the moment. I feel like Nexus had a really down week this week, and uh, I, I, I have to quickly check. Who's Geelong playing this week? Who are they playing? Because that's really going to be... Oh, this week coming up, uh, round nine, Geelong is playing Richmond at the MCG on Friday night. Yeah, so I'm going to pick Nexus. I think they'll probably bounce back. And the Adams, uh, despite I think the Adams being quite good, I think Nexus will probably get that win. And that, uh, that'll, that'll make things a bit tough for the Adams. They've, they've definitely been uh, playing well but not getting the wins. And I think there might be another tough one this week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tip Nexus. Uh, yep. Sons of God versus Phoenixes. Uh, surely the Sons of God will bounce back. That was You'd think so. Terrible this week. And the Phoenixes, yes, they top scored. Um, unless, unless again, always got to have these teams with their like all all um, one. Like Brisbane's playing Essendon at the Gabba this week. Yep. I, I don't know how Essendon's going to do away from home at the Gabba. That's that should be a pretty good Brisbane win. Um, that, so there is some hope there that the Phoenixes might uh, actually have a pretty good forward line performance. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Kerno goes against the Bulldogs for Carlton, but uh, I, I'm going to pick the Sons of God, though. I don't think the Phoenixes are turning into a Sons of God-beating team overnight. No, I don't know how Carlton goes at Marvel either. I think, I think they like Marvel. Oh, do they? I'm pretty sure. Cool. Uh, next one is the Convicts versus the Brawlers. I feel like the Convicts are going to win this one. I just feel like the Brawlers have so many things seem to be breaking for them and just going their way lately. And I feel like the Convicts, oh, they had a bit of a tough loss this week. The Convicts, I know they, I've been calling them overachievers, the Convicts, but they, you know, they had a bit of bad luck with Ridley and Cunnington this week against the Adams. And I just feel like karma will kick in and the Convicts will get the Brawlers this week. And the next one, I'm going to tip the Brawlers in that one. And the next one is the Warriors versus the Phantoms. Well, this is nice for the Phantoms. They 
they need a win just to, you know, sure up that uh, top five challenge. So good for them. This is the type of game where the Warriors would win because it means absolutely nothing. Poor Phantoms. No, for, but no. will we'll really hurt the Phantoms if they do lose. <laughs> I'm, I'm tipping the Phantoms, yeah. Yeah. You, can't, you can't tip. I mean, Jack Jack might kick a few against Geelong. Nah, nah. He kicked. How many did he? Let, just answer this question. How many did he kick against West Coast in Melbourne? No. I honestly don't know. I know he didn't kick a goal. He did, did absolutely nothing. So. Did he get marks? Were they points or were they just marks that he got? Just marks. He just got marks. So if he's not going to kick goals against West Coast in Melbourne, there's just no chance he's. Going to do anything against Geelong? Don't, so, don't trust him at all. <laughs> so who did kick the uh, Pressier Bolton? Okay. Yeah. Bolton finally kicked some goals. Yeah. All right. Uh, Regional League. We've got Natas versus the Dingoes. Big grudge match. Some history uh, yeah. in this one. The old duopoly. Yep. Um, uh, it's 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 hard to pick Natas at the moment. I feel like Natas is a good team, but. Yeah, the injuries are really smacking them around. It's so hard that I'm like, well, the one, the players they have left are still good. I'm, I feel like Natas should win because Natas do tend to beat me, um, and I feel like Natas probably need to win to be honest because they're, they're they're starting to lose touch with the five, and that's uh, that's depends that's, if Toby Green's fit. You'd think he would be. I'd say they've just you know, you know, just tied him over. Like it's not like he's had a major injury. I think it's just he was sore. Which Whereas, uh, oh, the Giants are playing MCG against Collingwood. Oh, they're playing Giants this week. That's that's not good for Green. Like Collingwood's defense is close to the best in and the league. And it's a big ground too. You don't want to be testing an ankle out in the MCG. Uh, yeah, so I that's not good for Natas. But um, no, I'm still picking Natas. Oh, right. Dingoes for me. No, nah, um, what Tom Hawkins will kick like nine against like Richmond. Dingoes for me. You'll bring in Darcy Moore. Um, <laughs> Titans versus Heroes is the next one. Heroes, Heroes. for me. Heroes. Yep. <laughs> um, and then we have the Chargers versus the Blue Flames. I don't know what to make of this one. The Blue Flames do seem like a, a wreck at the moment. I feel like at any moment, I'd, I'd like to think for the Blue Flames' sake, Jeremy Cameron will just go off against Richmond this week and the uh, title defence will be resurrected. But, uh, I mean, they're in ninth at the moment. I mean, the Chargers are not good either, but you know, surely the Blue Flames. How are we ahead of them? <laughs> surely the Blue Flames are going to win. And, you know, they need to get this third win just to, you know, just to give that glimmer of hope still. But uh, yep. uh, surely. I'm tipping Chargers. I reckon Blue Flames are going to win, but I am tipping the Chargers, of course. Oh, let's pick Chargers. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, next game is the Wild Cards versus the Bucks. Yeah, wild cards. This is this is the advantage of this week. Like the wild cards will beat the Bucks, and potentially, you know, uh, heroes will beat the Titans, and that's going to just open the door up a little bit because Bucks and Titans are in fourth and fifth right now. But there's all these other teams like the Blue Flames and the Tass, maybe even the Scorpions, are all sniffing out that bottom of the five spots. And so, if the uh, the two top teams in the wild cards and the heroes can do the right thing and get wins this week, then uh, yeah. Then we'll have an interesting second half of the year. I tell you what, though, if the Bucks and Titans manage to pull upsets this week, oh man, it's going to be very difficult for the bottom half of the five. Oh, but for yeah, half yeah. another year. Yep. Um, and the final game, it is the Dozers versus the Scorpions. Scorpions. Dozers for me. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I mean, the Dozers cracked 170 this week, so they're obviously, it's possible. Um, but uh, I, I just feel like the Scorpions have been slowly on the improve yep. and uh, they can just get their lineup right. So, you know, and you know Dave will tinker this week, so maybe... Always does. Always does. So let's so let's just assume he gets it right. Yep. <laughs> Fair call. Cool. Um, so, yes, obviously this time next week um, we'll be having um, a D-list just around the corner. Um, so, of course, we'll probably have a, a podcast next week, Steve, but it'll be obviously just the week before the, a couple of days, or actually, sorry, 24 hours before the D-list is due. So just to get – I might put a countdown on the 
on the um, on the website, and I might just put a post on the Facebook page just in regards to um, when delists are due and all that sort of stuff. Um, you can submit them now. All the teams have been updated, so you can submit them now if you want. Um, I'm going to go with something that I did in the last mid-season draft, and I'll probably do it in the pre-season as well. Once the draft has started, um, there is no trading of draft picks. Um, so once that you can trade now, by all means, go for it. But once the draft, uh, once that first pick of the draft has been done, there is no trading of draft picks. Just because I'm too busy trying to pick who I'm going to go for next, and I don't want to have to be spending time changing draft orders and stuff like that. So it's purely from a selfish perspective of mine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, once the draft has started, no trading of draft picks. Um, but by all means, as I said, leading up to the draft, go for it. Um, but yeah, so deal is to be due next Monday night. I'll make it around 8.30, 9 o'clock at night to give people some time to get home from work or have dinner and stuff like that and then submit the D-list. So probably about 9 o'clock next Monday night. It'll be posted on the website. Wednesday night will be actually other Thursday night games for round. There's no Thursday night games for round 10? Oh, round 10. Uh, I was just thinking around 9. Round 10... There is a Friday night game, and that is all. Cool. So Wednesday night will be the the, the draft. As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, um, originally, sorry, Super League went first in the preseason, so it'll be originally going first in the midseason. And um, then the Super League will follow that straight after, um, which I'm so sorry for Super League because the Super League seems to go I cannot explain how quickly the Super League goes much more than the original league. The original league literally drags out probably double the amount of time than what the Super League draft goes for. It's um, it's uncanny. I have no idea. It could be the same amount of picks. The original league goes twice as long. It's, it's quite, yeah, does my head in. Anyway, um, original league will be first, then it'll be followed by the Super League. All righty. I was thinking we could do them parallel, but there is a couple of people that do have <laughs> teams in both, yeah? Yes, there is, yeah. That might make it... Uh, you, could, you could do it one after the other, but yeah. Yeah, one after the other. I mean, if if, if Cam and Ben didn't have teams in both, then we, in, potentially you could run them both at the same time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, oh, except for yourself. That would be rather fun for you. <laughs> well, unfortunately for me, I as as we know, all my children are well and truly asleep by the time the drafts normally, because it always seems like Super League's the second one, so all my kids are always asleep. So I'm like, yep. I, I'll have lots of conversations with them beforehand about, okay, what what positions do we obviously need to target, who's likely, and then they wake up in the morning and I tell them, oh, you got this person. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But um, but yeah, so that's um. That's what the next week's thing will look like. And, of course, then the website will be updated pretty much straight away, um, can submit teams and so on. Um, but, yeah, all righty. All right, everyone, have a fantastic week. We'll be back. Thank you again, Steve. Have a good one.